Hello and welcome to the Right for Your Life podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about the iPad. And I'm not going to be talking about the iPad in the same way that everyone else seems to be talking about the iPad in the publishing industry, um, which is as an e-reading device and the future of e-readers and all that kind of thing. Um, I'm going to be talking about it as a writing tool. And um, I've had my iPad for two weeks and I've uh, I've written a fair bit on it and I've uh, I've quite enjoyed it and I thought I'd tell you what it was like to write on it. Um, I'm going to split this uh, podcast up into three different sections. So first, I'm going to talk about what it's physically like to write on a uh, with an iPad, um, and then I'm going to talk about why I recommend it um, because, as you've probably worked out already, I do recommend it. Um, and finally, I'm going to talk about the applications that I use in order to get the most out of it. Basically, why I recommend it is because of the applications as much as it is the iPad. So yes, but first of all, it's this Creation V versus uh, consumption debate um, was one that sort of, well, it started really when the iPad was first launched. Um, I think everyone saw the iPad as Steve Jobs revealed it to the world and, um, and thought, look at this fantastic new way of consuming media. Um, and of course for us in the publishing world that specifically meant um, iBooks and um, this was another credible um, e-reading device perhaps a you know slotting alongside the Kindle which had pioneered you know the Kindle was the first real um, quality e-reading device that you know worked um, and the iPad was uh, supposed to come along and um, frankly blitz it to a degree and that hasn't quite happened but um but that's okay because the Kindle and the iPad seem to be finding a way to live with each other which is good for us the consumer but anyway when the iPad was launched everyone thought consumption this was some uh, a new way of reading books and of course all the other things that it does but i thought well hang on this looks like quite a nice little writing device could this be my new mobile uh, way to write and the reason i thought that was because i have a very simple philosophy on it and that's all you need is a keyboard and a screen, surely. Um, and if you think about the rest of this podcast in, in those terms, that, that really all you need to write is a keyboard and, uh, and a screen, then uh, you'll see where I'm coming from. So I thought that this was you know, a, real, a real opportunity to change the way I work, really, and, and have this um, new, way of, new way of writing on this portable, ultra-portable device. <laughs> So let me first talk about what it's physically like to write with an iPad. Um, okay, so you have the on-screen keyboard. That's where you get. That's your default system, your default way of um, of typing on an iPad. That's what you get with it. And I think this is what I've, what's put a lot of people off, um, put a lot of writers off, is that they think, "Crikey, oh, I want a proper keyboard. I can't possibly, I can't possibly use that stupid touchscreen business to uh, to do proper writing, serious writing. That's that's ludicrous." And um, you know, I kind of thought that might be the case myself. I did think, you know, is this really, is this really a viable way of writing any worthwhile amount of text? And I've been hugely surprised to find that it ain't too bad at all. And it's especially useful for first drafts. Um, if you're not too worried about making the odd typo, you know, with your big fat fingers, um, if you're not too worried about um, having to go back and and, and check that you know reread your work and check that it's okay that nothing's gone awry then it's fine it's fantastic for just bashing things out and um, as with the iPhone the predictive text is great on the iPad and any 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 sort of simple errors it will pick up and change for you 
and the experience is fine. Ergonomically, it is fine. There are no problems as long as you can find you know you, you don't sit or type in a stupid way. You're okay. And I actually find this is the revenge of the two finger typer. I guess I'm a three, four, maybe five finger typer, in the sense that I can I'm somewhere between touch typing and using a couple of fingers to type, which is perfect for me because I think people that are used to touch typing are going to struggle to find the keys because they're so damn stuck in their ways with their speedy fingered mayhem-like attempts at, um, at keyboard work. But if you're like me, a normal person, then it's actually pretty good. It's pretty tactile. It's fine. But of course, when the when the where the iPad really comes alive is when you pair it with the Bluetooth keyboard. It's an absolute dream because, like I say, all you need is a keyboard and a screen. So if you get yourself a nice Bluetooth keyboard and you have your iPad, you have those two things, and it's just like using any other computer, frankly. Yeah, of course, it's a bit different. If you want to find a place in the text, you have to use the arrow keys or you have to touch the screen. There's no mouse to do it for you. But so what? It doesn't matter. It's just a different way of working, and it works. It's fine. And I can quite easily see myself working on um, my next novel using that. I can definitely see myself writing plenty of blog posts on it. Um, and uh, and I recommend that you do too. So physically, using an iPad is absolutely fine. Both ways are okay. Using a keyboard, a Bluetooth keyboard, is obviously going to be better, partly because that's what you're used to. Secondly, I'm going to go through a few other th reasons why I recommend uh, using the iPad. The iPad, as a writing device, is mobile. Now, you're going to say laptops are mobile. Well, you're right, of course they are. However, in my experience, particularly because I've not bought any particularly expensive laptop, and I know that I'm not my, on my own, the battery life is fairly terrible. If you take your laptop to a cafe and you've had your laptop for more than six months, chances are that you're, want to t you're going to want to take uh, your power lead and plug and everything with it. Um, the iPad, you know where you stand, it lasts for 8 to 10 hours, I'm not entirely sure which it is, but it's long enough to go to a cafe, to go to the, I don't know, wherever you want, frankly, to, uh, to do your writing. It's perfect as a mobile device in terms of battery life. And of course it's extremely small um, when compared to a laptop, it's ultra mobile, and if you get a nice handy little case, um, it won't get hurt or uh, upset if you take it out somewhere dangerous with concrete on the floor and things like that. And, of course, there are lots of other things around the iPad that make it easier to use, and I'm talking about accessories. So the one that I've chosen uh, so far and I'm really happy with is the, the Compass Stand from 12 South. And what that does is it just elevates, um, it elevates the iPad slightly so that it gives me a more ergonomic writing position. And it's also great, obviously, as a stand and that kind of thing, and you can, if you want to watch videos and all that kind of thing. But as a writing device, something like the Compass, and there are many other stands out there, it just tilts the iPad up for you, and you are away. You are, uh, you can type like it's, uh, like it's, uh, I don't know, like it's a laptop, but smaller and uh, sexier. And of course, the other thing with the iPad is, uh, and this might be about to change when they release the latest um, software update, the latest uh, update to the operating. Uh, system to the iPad. But at the moment there's no multitasking um, and you would think uh, that's a bit of a pain but actually it's not really a pain it's actually pretty good unless, you, unless, you're, unless you're writing and researching at the same time so unless you have, I don't know, the uh, want to use Safari at the same time as using your writing application then it's actually better just to have the writing application open because if you're anything like me then you'll 
find yourself, if you're using um, your main computer, there's the opportunity to have all kinds of windows open, all kinds of programs, Twitter, the internet, as a, as a you know, your browser, um, and um, it's distracting. So if you're only allowed, if the if the hardware only or the the software only allows you to to uh, to have uh, one thing open to open at a time, then it actually it's actually helpful. It actually focuses your writing and 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 lets you get on with it without distractions. It strips away the nonsense and lets you uh, get on with your work. Okay, so that's uh, a few uh, reasons why I recommend uh, the iPad as as a writing tool and. Uh, the thing that binds all of these uh, reasons together really uh, is the applications which I'll talk about in the third part of this podcast. Okay, so there are quite a few applications, um, iPhone apps that are available, sorry, iPad apps that are available um, for writers and a lot of them focus on um, the, I don't know, sort of stripping away uh, the the bells and whistles that you get with something like um, uh, on your desktop computer, Microsoft Word, of course, or, or Pages if you use a Mac, or even Pages if you use an iPad. There is a there is a word processor you can get um, by Apple, of course, Pages, um, but that but that is more like a word processor. A lot of the a lot of the apps for writers actually strip away all of those things, and um, and they're the ones that I've been looking into. And the two the two that I've settled on um, are um, Simple Note. And um, an app called Plain Text. I'll talk about Simple Note first, and I won't go into detail. What I'll do is provide some links to other websites who've talked about these things in much more detail and uh, probably more articulately uh, than I can here. But Simple Note is, a, is an application that I was using on the iPhone and on the desktop, um, my desktop computer, before I got the iPad. And um, it's a brilliant app for syncing your notes or your writing across. Um, all of your computers, so your desktop computer or your mobile phone, um, and uh, and of course now the iPad as well. And um, Simple Note is extremely well. It's just that it's simple, and you know, it's essentially, I guess, a, a note-taking um, application. Which means there's there's no specific folder structure um, um, for your for your notes, but you can tag them. So, for instance, I use Simple Note for um, ideas. I use it for my to-do list as well, but I use it for ideas for my blog for Write for Your Life. And I've used it for ideas for my fiction, and I can I can tag each note with those things. So I, I kind of use it, um, Simple Note, as my my everyday kind of writing uh, note taking application. That's where most things go, things that are, that I want to just jot down, or if I want to copy and paste something that I've seen from the internet that I think is going to be useful that I can use later on, either for research with my writing or um, um, or for my blogging that's what I use simple note for and the best thing about it is this is this sync so if I create a new note um, on my iPad and by the time I've got back to my desktop computer it will already be there it's um, it works seamlessly and, and it means that um, this idea of using your iPad as your mobile writing device you don't have to lug all your Documents over from from uh, one device to the next because an application like SimpleNote does that for you. It's all done wirelessly in the cloud, um, and and it's something that you don't have to to worry about. Like I say, um, so that's SimpleNote. And the other one is is uh, the other application I use is uh, called Plain Text, and this is um, it ha- it's a similar sort of principle. Like SimpleNote, there isn't much to it, and um, I mean that in a positive way, not in a, not in a negative way. 
Um, and so what uh, plain text does is it creates plain text files. So all your writing um, in in this application is uh, is done in plain text. So there's no bold. You can't make things italics. You can't indent things. At least not not with a with you know not automatically. You can do that if you press space lots of times. But basically there's no formatting, and that's fine. And the reason it's fine is because it allows you to focus on what you're doing, and it allows you to focus on your writing. Um, plain text, unlike simple notes, um, does have a folder structure, and the reason it has folder structure is because it ties in with another application called Dropbox, which you may or may not have heard of um, if you're a writer, but Dropbox is just wonderful, and I shall supply links to go with this podcast that uh, say as much. But Dropbox effectively is um, an application for the desktop, and it also um, uh, syncs with um, uh, your your mobile and, and the iPad. Um, and it allows you to create any kind of file and you store it in your Dropbox and it's sort of online, um, it's an online sync for all your documents wherever you are basically. Not just documents though, it's music, it's uh, photos, it's video, basically any files that you own. If you store them in your Dropbox folder on your, let's say your desktop, then they will automatically, once updated, appear elsewhere. Okay, that's not a very good description of Dropbox, but I'll supply better ones. But the point is, plain text, this application I'm using for writing on the iPad, ties in with Dropbox. So when you first launch plain text, when you first use it, it creates a folder in your Dropbox folder um, on your iPad, which is, of course, as I've just said, also syncs to your desktop. So the same thing applies. If I create a new document, if I write, for instance, a chapter on a novel in plain text on my iPad, it will automatically sync to my Dropbox folder, which is which means it's also synced to my desktop. Um, so there's again there's no there's no moving of files between devices. I don't have to use, for instance, a flash drive or, God forbid, a CD-ROM. What are those things? It's automatically done for me. So again, it's this idea of having a mobile, a truly mobile device. You don't have to worry about the transfer of files it is done automatically um, via via Wi-Fi I guess or via, via whichever way you connect to the great thing that is the internet and some of the other rules apply with plain text too so like I say it strips away all the nonsense basically um, and you don't have to worry about anything else apart from just writing now if you think that's a problem if for some inexplicable reason when you're writing you feel like you really have to use bold and italics like I say and or, or, or headings and that kind of thing certainly for your first drafts then perhaps this is, isn't for you but if you just actually want a mobile mobile device that has an application that allows you to just type and focus on what you're doing then this setup is absolutely perfect and again it all ties back into what I said at the start that uh, all you really need to write is a keyboard and a screen and that is certainly what the iPad provides. So I shall leave it at that I think. I hope you found that useful. It's very much a whistle-stop tour through my experience so far with the iPad as a writing device. Um, I do recommend it but for goodness sake don't go out and spend all that money and, uh, and then come back to me and complain if it isn't for you. But I think it's fantastic. I don't think it's just for consumption, although that is a great way to use the iPad. I think it's a real, a real device that, uh, that that writers can use to to be creative, to create their work, to write on. So thank you for listening, and I shall speak to you again soon.